Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of the Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. Well, we've got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, we owe it to our team. We owe it to the fans. And uh, uh, so we'll make, you know, we'll we'll figure that part of it out. But, um, you know, my biggest thing, to be honest with you, Trey, the defense has continued to improve. And, and my biggest concern is about the kids, the entire team, you know, because uh, uh, time and time. We asked them what happened. I said, hey, if you'll, if you'll hold them, if you'll shut them out, we'll, I think we'll win. You know, we can get down there and score enough points to win, and uh, we just weren't able to do it. But um, defense is improving the offense. We've got enough talent on offense. We ought to be playing better than what we are, and that's me. That's, that's you know, i got to figure that out. Okay, welcome into the zone. That was Sam Pittman after the loss on yeah the loss on Saturday to Mississippi State. The uh, final was seven to three. Of course, Arkansas not able to do much of anything on offense, and it was a very disappointing performance. And obviously, Arkansas now has turned the page from their offensive coordinator. So when Sam Pittman said that's on me, what he meant it was it's on Dan Enos, and we're going to make a change at offensive coordinator. So that's exactly <laughs> what they've done. Adios, Dan. It was a uh, Bumpy ride along the way, and they uh, finally crashed the plane, and now, well, time to find a new plane. I was listening to that press conference live, and when he said that, I looked at Allison and said, he's firing Danny Nose. Mm. I just, there was something, and he, when he said, that's on me, he meant, that's on me to make that decision. Yep. That's the way I took it, and I just felt like, you know what, Enos is gone, and sure enough, I got a call Saturday night from someone, and, and they were like, yeah, Enos is going to be gone. They're going to announce it, and they're making some changes. And so right away, it became, well, who are they going to get to replace him? Right. You know, who's going to be able to call the plays? And I started looking at the staff and trying to figure out who could who could be the play caller, who could be the offensive coordinator. And I was like, I don't know. And so now it's curious to me why Kenny Guyton was the choice. Uh, I've looked back, and he's always been a wide receiver coach. I don't think he's ever had the experience. He's never been listed as an offensive coordinator. I don't think he's ever called plays. What are they going to do now? And so uh, Pittman's press conference at noon should be very, um, hopefully, informational. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's an art to that. You know, we we criticize – I'm on the wrong thing. We criticize guys a lot when it comes to play calling. We criticize Dan Enos a lot. There were people who were critical of, of Bryles in situational football last year, especially in the red zone. Yeah. But it is an art. I mean, there is definitely a, a real art to calling plays. And I don't – I like to criticize as much as anybody does, but I sure as hell don't want that job. And it isn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. So – I don't know how you take an experienced play caller, replace him with a less experienced play caller, and find a way to win. But maybe the game plan will be a little different. I mean, that's obviously something Coach Pittman was not comfortable with. And I will tell you this from our perspective, which is strictly self-serving, I'm awfully glad they did something because to sit here and try to talk about a team that scored three points and they didn't make any changes. And when I heard the comments when I read it this morning or Sunday morning, I was like, you're saying the right things. Now, whether or not I thought he would pull the trigger, I can't say that. I didn't think he'd fire Enos necessarily right now. But saying basically, look, I, for the fans, for the kids, we did, we got to do something. And I liked what he said. I think he's got the right attitude. And this is really, to me, the best moment of leadership since he's been there. And this is the toughest time he's faced since he's been there. Well, and it comes at the right time with the week off. So you've yep. got two weeks to try to figure out what you can do offensively to turn this thing around. Because 
This is the same offense, the same players that was scoring 30-something points against BYU. 30-something on the road against LSU. I know they, they don't have very good defenses, but neither does Mississippi State. Right. That's the thing that, that doesn't need to be lost. Mississippi State has one of the worst defenses in the SEC. Their pass defense is atrocious, and Arkansas couldn't throw the ball. What? What is going on? You know, and that's what had me so upset, knowing how bad this Mississippi State defense is. And it was a simple thing that Mississippi State was doing, just blitzing the quarterback. Well, where were the slant routes? You know, here comes the linebackers crashing into blitz. Yeah, you, you just run right there where the linebackers were. That's wide open. How, how is that not targeted? How is that not an easy solution to what Mississippi State was doing? When when you've seen enough football, when guys start blitzing linebackers, what do you yeah, do? Even I have. You, you screen. How about a screen to the running back, you know? you you, you got to slow them down. A drop. There were just so many things that could have been done that weren't done that just leaves you questioning the offensive coordinator. They kept dumping the ball to the flat, and there was nothing there. It was just crowded. It was There was no, no opening. I mean, it was crazy. They had everything covered outside, and they kept throwing it out there. It was bizarre. I, when's the last time, and you may never see it, and you may have never seen it before, you had two starting quarterbacks who played the entire game, neither guy passes for 100 yards. You may never see that again in Division One football. It was so inept. It was... I, I was embarrassed for both teams. And it's the defense is playing well. That has been a trend that has continued. But it also has to do with the inept nature of, again, you're talking about a backup quarterback. Again, you're yeah. facing, and you do the job defensively, but you can't create anything on offense. It's remarkable. Well, then I think Mississippi State got so conservative because they're like, well, we don't want to make a mistake that costs us the game. Well, then Dum Dum tried to go for it on fourth down, and luckily for them, they jumped. It's the second time this year that Arkansas has been burned by a penalty being called on the opposing team. <laughs> go back to the BYU game on the fake field goal. Same thing. And then in this game where the, the wide receiver jumps, if he doesn't, Arkansas gets the scoop and score, and the game has a different outcome. And Dan Enos probably still gets fired on Monday, hopefully. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think uh, in that clip we played on the open, Pittman said, if the defense shuts them out, I think we can score enough points. And they did score enough points. They scored three. If they would have yeah. shut them out, they would have won. <laughs> well, that can't be the expectation. And I'm sure you're – I know you're tongue-in-cheek, and I'm hoping that he was as well. I mean, look, yeah, obviously if you shut a team out, you're always going to have a shot to win. But – you shouldn't have to expect that from your team, even against some of the more winnable that, games they've got going forward. That was as abysmal of a performance offensively that I've seen. Yes. Yeah, both sides. And again, both defenses are playing well right now. But still, or at least Arkansas was, I didn't see much from Mississippi State to indicate that they were going to hold Arkansas to three points. Mm-mm. And then you get another chance at a long field goal, and you jump. And, or delay game. Delay, delay game. game was even worse. Yeah. And, I mean, just the ineptitude. That, that to me, was that, that was the play. I was like, all right, we're done now. That's it. Yeah. Goodbye. It's over. Forget yeah. it. Yeah, I think Pittman was honest to a fault, and he told the media after the game that was on him that he couldn't make up his mind. And that got so many people. I know my buddies were mad. You're the head coach. You've got to make a decision. You can't, you can't be questioning yourself right you know where are you if you can't make up make a decision look that happens all the time but the coaches won't, won't ever admit it that they couldn't make up their mind they just keep quiet about it and i think Pittman's honest to a fault and he, yep. he told everybody what happened on that play and he was honest about it uh he wasn't he wasn't sure if cam could make that field goal and, it, and i think he was too worried about cam missing the field goal and giving mississippi state great field position yeah. instead of being positive and that's what happens you know when you start losing you start second guessing yourself and you start yeah. worrying about the bad things you, you you know we're golfers when you're playing good you don't think about hitting a bad shot when you're playing bad you're like oh god i can't miss it left what do you do you miss it left you know you hit it in the, can't hit it in the water well that's what you do you hit it in the water that's what where Pittman is right now he's thinking about the bad things instead of being aggressive, let's do this. Yeah, I think they should have gone for it in that situation in the first place. And, and kicking the long field goal, obviously you got the, one of the best in the country, but um, I wasn't too worried about Mississippi State's offense having much of an impact, even if you turn the ball over on downs there. So. Well, it worked out well. You know, thanks to the punter, he kicked it, and they were, the ball was out at the two-yard line. And yeah. And so I got it right back and got a good field position, but couldn't do anything with it. And then, honestly, Arnett going for it on fourth down, you know, before they jumped – was really coaching malpractice, too, because your defense is playing phenomenally, and Arkansas couldn't get out of its own way offensively. I cannot believe they tried to run a play there in the first place. Yeah. No, that that was stunning. That that was. That was a bad decision, too. Uh, just play field position. Your defense is <laughs> stymieing Arkansas. Arkansas, even when they got the ball back, after our guy Kyle, uh, Kyle Ferry from Harding Academy missed the chip field goal, and it's a it's still a one possession, you know, it's 7-3. Yeah. Arkansas got the ball back, and I'm like, 
there is nothing that they've done that makes me think there's any chance of them driving down the field and scoring. Couldn't agree more. I had zero faith. Same. I watched it to the end. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? You said the other day, and I disagreed with you, you said, this is not entertaining. And I'm like, no, it, it is entertaining. Like, the LSU game was entertaining. The A&M game was frustrating. A little less entertaining, but still entertaining. And then the Alabama game, because Arkansas was shockingly still in it at the end, even though it wasn't sexy, it was exciting and it was entertaining and it was interesting. And this game just had none of that. And even I was like, even if they win it like it, this was not enjoyable at all. I'm like, I wasted a whole day cooking brunch and having people over to watch this garbage. Why did I do that? What a waste of time. If Arkansas had eaten cold pizza, yeah, if Arkansas had found a way to win ten to seven, my mind wouldn't have changed at all. No, no, concur. That's why I said you still got to fire Enos and West. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that's the deal. Now, again, y- we said this after Browse. Like, well, it can't be worse. Yeah, I can. You say that about Enos now, and it's like it can be worse. Can it? Yes. It can be zero. You got a guy. You got a guy who doesn't know how to call oh. or hasn't called plays. Like I said, no. there's an art to it. What's the flow going to be like? And when you get into a third quarter game that's going to be tight inevitably, or maybe you're already getting smoked because you're playing Florida on the road, I mean, if it's a competitive game, though, because your defense is playing well again and keeping you in it, that's going to be pretty frustrating when he hit, you know, he's like, uh, you know, and again, situational football on the fly. It's tough, man. You get 30 seconds. Do you feel like you're, you're, you're dead on? Do you feel like this team, the team, the players had lost faith? Did they look like they played inspired offensively? The fact that that K.J. Jefferson has not thrown his helmet into the damn stands at this point in the season is shocking to me. I think he has handled this incredibly well. At least his public persona has been very calm and very measured, and I think he's been amazing the way he's handled this. And it's got to be frustrating because the play calling has been garbage most of the year. And he's thrown some bad picks, but I think he's kept his cool really well. To me, look, I don't know. I don't. Most people don't think he's going to get drafted. That's fine. But to me, I love his demeanor on the sideline, the way he's handled things with the tough times they faced. Well, I thought he played terrible Saturday and made terrible decisions. Coach Pittman talked about one. They ran the, the fake bubble screen where the receiver that goes to block just runs downfield. He was wide open. And everybody in the stadium saw it, and K.J. didn't. And he didn't throw it. And it's... That's confusing to me because that is a set-up play. You run some plays over and over Mm -hmm. just to set that up. You call it, it's there, and you don't throw it. And there were a couple other times I had friends there, and they were like, we have some receivers open, but he's not throwing it. And it was just it was just a confusing day offensively. And then he threw the ball. He he, he did. He threw the ball poorly. Yeah. Um, it, it got to the point. I remember we had a caller a couple of weeks ago, a female caller, and she was like, maybe it's time to replace KJ. And I was thinking that during the game. She is right. Hmm. KJ's playing so bad that it's time to replace him. Coach was, Pittman said they needed to inject some life into this. They had to change something to get the team going. I think it was at the end of the first quarter. And I was like, yeah, you know how you can do that? You replace the starting quarterback and give Criswell an opportunity. You know, when, when K.J. missed the receiver open in the end zone on the first drive after the interception, I was mm-hmm. like, this, this is That was good. telling. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that first drive was like, you get that turnover and you end up with three. It's like, ugh. Think of it if they score a touchdown there. Then the crowd's erupting. The offense yeah. has some confidence. The defense obviously has confidence. I think it changes the entire game. So the question of the day now is, Christian, what? Does Arkansas win more than one game the rest of the season? It's and, yes and or honestly, no. I we guess could I, ask, does Arkansas win one game that's what the rest I, of the season? I was thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get, you have to think they beat Florida International. You just have to. I have to. And if they don't, Sam Pittman doesn't survive that night. That's Well, that's the thing. And so the, the morning guys apparently were debating this today. David Basil's of the opinion that even if Sam loses out, they're going to keep him around for next year. Oh, right. I don't I think don't you think can lose so. to Florida International and end the, end the season on a... What would that be? Ten-game losing streak? Yeah. You can't no. have a ten-game losing streak and stay. Well, here's the issue. and It's about butts in the seats. It's about people going to games. It's about excitement in the program. It's about people donating money. And if... I, I, I don't know how many people are going to be there for the Auburn game. How many people are going to be there for FIU? If they continue to lose, how many people are going to be there for Missouri? It's going to look like the end of the Bielema era, the the end of the Chad Morris era, when there's like 20,000 people there. That's when you know the writing's on the wall. The Missouri game's tough anyway because it's Thanksgiving weekend and they're already up against it. And again, that's the same old thing. We talk about this every year. Like That's the game you need to put in Little Rock. 
because it's your excuse game because you're going to struggle for crowds anyway. And now, unless you're like a nine-win team or something, I'm, you're probably going to get your brains beat in by Missouri anyway. Is there going to be any excitement going into next season, though? Like, if Pittman survives this season and we go into next season, what is there to be excited about? Who's his OC? Yeah, if you get the, the DC question. back, because again, what OC is going to come here to a lame duck coach. I don't know, Christian, but there's a lot of money. There's a lot of talented minds out there. There's a lot of talented coaches at all different levels, and football's football. We all Listen, we all feel like if Kevin Kelly got hired up there, it would be pretty intriguing at least for next year. I'm not even saying that's a conversation that's being had or even a consideration. But my point is, if Kevin Kelly, who is a only coach at high school in one year of college, is an exciting opportunity for them or exciting possibility for us, then there's probably a lot of guys out there that have, have coached up some pretty damn good offenses that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, it would be intriguing, and that's what they have to have. They've got to get somebody in there offensively that creates the excitement. And Christian, you have a valid point because I was thinking, who could they get right now for the last four or five games of the season? Well, that coach, he he's got to be taking a leap of faith, right? Because yeah. you're not even sure that Pittman's going to be there next year, so you may be coming to Arkansas for four or five games, and then you're looking for another job. Now they're not going to fire a first year OC, I don't think again. First of all, second of all, the thing no, is that no, 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 if Pittman, Pittman gets let fired, go, then, then they're the gone. The whole staff is gone for next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's my thing, though. If you're if you're making a hundred grand as a as an OC, mm-hmm. and Arkansas hires you, and you're making seven fifty. You go. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that there's a lot of hundred thousand dollar OCs out there that they're going to be able to get, or that they would be interested in. But there probably are a lot of guys who are very good at their job who aren't necessarily the most high profile people on earth. That would do a good job. I, I say that because I was just doing a Memphis radio show, and they, could, they were saying, why didn't you go out and get Dan Mullen for the last four games? He's on ESPN. Don't you think Mullen would like to get back into it, possibly? I'm sure he has contractual no. obligations with, Miss, with uh, ESPN. Miss, yeah, e, I'm sorry, e, ESPN, but I, why would he take that leap of faith? Why would he leave a good gig, if he could get out of it, and come here for potentially four more games? Well, he doesn't need to be an OC either. There's people that would hire him as a head coach, I'm quite sure. May not yeah. be in the you know SEC, maybe not even the Power Five. But right. There are plenty of right. head coaching jobs he could get. So, yeah. Again, here's the thing: I don't want to do. I don't mind entertaining this conversation because now the job's open. But let's not be dumb. Let's not let's not talk about people you're not going to get. Let's be realistic. If he wants to resurrect his career, I just don't see him. Maybe he would. I just don't see him taking an OC job. Another but question, uh, maybe a little bit early. Where is KJ next year? I don't think he's back at Arkansas, and I don't think he's in the NFL. Yeah, I, I could see both of those uh, being true. And the thing about it is, there's more money for him next year if he comes back, regardless of where he goes, yep. because there are lots of teams that feel like they can win with him. We saw the best of K.J. Jefferson last year at times, Yeah, and obviously this is as bad a fit as you could have possibly asked for. I'm not sure he doesn't come back to Arkansas, but I also, you're right, I think financially it makes sense to go to college somewhere next year. I think it all goes back to who's the offensive coordinator and what kind of a fit does he, you know, would K.J. fit in that style? Because, look, K.J. will have options. Mm -hmm. If it's not Arkansas, he could go somewhere else. I mean, look, we all see quarterbacks bouncing around from school to school. He could get paid somewhere else. Well, we also watch teams with quarterback play that is subpar winning football games. Like, he would be an upgrade for a lot of schools. No doubt. No doubt. Anyway. Okay. It's, it's, it's hard right now to talk about the next offensive coordinator because we're not sure who the head coach is. That's true. Hopefully Kenny Guyton's the best damn play caller on earth, and he does a great job. By the way, Clint Sterner's moving to 1045. Let's take some calls. 661-1037. We're here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Thanks to Arkansas Urology. Nathan Brown, head coach at UCA, is our guest. Bears in the top 20 in both of the FCS polls. They got a home game this week against Tarleton State against at 4 o'clock. Nathan Brown show tonight on Buzz 2, and we'll visit with the coach coming up in a bit. And let's run through some calls here. And J.W., up first. What's up, my man? Uh, man, if I could laugh like the million-dollar man said DB off you right now, I would. I, a radio land out there, I wrote some things down, and I want you to listen. J.W. doesn't know what he's talking about. J.W. is stupid. J.W. doesn't know football. Uh, what is this on here? Uh, J.W., Pittman is our man through and through. Now I'm going to make a statement. I don't know what to do. I'm an SEC football coach, and I don't know what to do. I've listened to all y'all 
for two weeks, and I've said this for two weeks, and y'all have laughed, made smart aleck remarks, blah, blah, blah. Hey, the proof is in the pudding. It's telling you this. Maybe y'all can get on board now. I love it. Eat it. Dude, drop the mic on us. I was going to tell JW he was right. I'm not going to say he's right, but he was right about the offense for sure. Yep. Um, I just cannot get over how bad this offense is and how improved this defense is. I, I'm shocked, honestly. Like, I can't believe how much better the defense is, and I can't believe how much worse the offense is. The I'm offense shocked at both. is inexcusable in year four. I'm sorry. It just is. The offensive line play, it's inexcusable. And this is the offense that Pittman wanted to run. That's why he went out and got Danny Nose, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about the defense because it's a positive thing. Yeah. But that's okay. Well, the de- offense overshadows it. Sure. Heath? In aptness. Yeah. Heath, what's up? What's going on, guys? All right. Well, I'll tell you what's uh, inexcusable and unacceptable is a head coach making $6 million a year at an SEC program saying, I don't know. I mean, like, I got to tell you, look, you get paid enough to know, and you got OCs and DCs that if you don't know, you better get the answer. So uh, that's just, uh, I mean, look, I love the honesty. Great man, but just, just I think he just took an HC job way too early. And you know what else? The defense is good, but who cares? You're not winning ball games. I mean, it's, I mean, it is a positive, but the only thing that matters is wins. And they will be lucky if they win another game. I mean, FIU is going to come to Fayetteville not just thinking, but believing they can beat this team after what they've seen in the last six games. So, I just, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys laughed or or had a disgusted look on your face the entire football game when you were watching Saturday. I know I did. I just couldn't believe what I was witnessing. I don't I don't even think did you see that uh did you see that close up of KJ rolling his eyes and they froze it and you could see his eyes rolling in the back of his head after that horrible offensive play. I think that's where his mindset's at right now. I think he just wants to get through the rest of the season uninjured and then I believe he'll be somewhere else in college next year. I don't believe he'll go pro. I believe somebody will pay him enough to uh to uh, come there and, uh, and and get his COVID year out of the way, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, the O line is just that bad. I just, I, it's it's unexplainable. Wait, what do you guys think about uh, what are the chances of them reaching out to like a Cliff Kingsbury and trying to get him? That's a great offensive mind right there. I mean, not not necessarily the OC, but let's face it. I mean, the best thing that could happen is to win one more, maybe two more games, and then the buyout drops and just get rid of Pittman. I mean, yeah. He, he thanks for the call. Here, here's the thing. Again, I think Wes made a good point. It's hard to entertain seriously an off- offensive coordinator conversation when you don't know if the head coach is going to be back next year. Yeah. We can do it. And, again, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the offensive coordinator at the University of Arkansas. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. He's going to go from the uh, Arizona Cardinals head coach yeah. in the NFL to OC yeah. at Arkansas. I don't see it. No. LC. Now he could be the head coach. All right. Maybe. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, guys. It, you know, it's hard to imagine even winning one more game or two and then keeping Pittman and then go through this again next year. That would put us, to me, set us back even further. Then, uh, if you know, you got to jump while you can. And I know, you know, it's easy to say go get a ton of money and offer it to somebody. But somebody out there that knows football can come in here and guarantee them a bunch of money and put it on guaranteed five years or whatever, but it would be worse to bring him back and then have another train wreck, and it's possible. And then they take in KJ's what possible status in the league next year. I mean, it's gone down the crapper, but then somebody will come in here and buy him. They will. They'll offer him some money to come to another college. It's just uh, really frustrating. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. LC, that was a very efficient call. One minute, actually. Very nice work there. Larry, welcome. Hey, guys. I, uh, I just want to say I'm glad that Dan Eden is gone. I don't, call him, I don't call him by his real name because he's a farce, and so I'm just going to say it was that. But You don't put the O in there because there's no O when he's there? Or is that what you're going exactly. for? Exactly. That's cute. Exactly. It, it, and I, I, I put D in there because that's the only D we got is uh, 
you know, on this team is the is, is, is the deep. But honestly, uh, I'm sorry, Sam Pittman. You're a great guy, but you know, with with what has comments, what's transpired over the last few weeks, uh, guys. I was saying this a few weeks back, and, and y'all y'all just totally blew me off. And I was saying I didn't think that he, he was the right guy. I felt like he result, resurrected this program from where it was. But if you look where we're at, we're back exactly where we were before he came. So it's time for a change. I understand he got. I understand he got that pay raise. But I will. That's what you do whenever you do that. You take the chance. So Thanks, Larry. my guy. I'm gonna go ahead and put. I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. My guy is the coach of Tulane, Coach Fritz. He'd yep. be the number one on my list because if that man can put it, do that Tulane, put them uh, contention for the playoff. Mm-hmm. Look what he can do at Arkansas. And I'm going to go ahead and put him number one on my list, guys. Appreciate it. I don't think they're in contention for the playoff, but I do think uh, there were 12 teams maybe. He's done a hell of a job. There's no yeah. doubt. I agree with that. He's a great coach. In fact, Clint Conk brought him up the last sure time did. the opening was there with Pittman. So that's not a bad call. Um, I love I told you so, guy. Way to go there. And then what was the other part I was going to say? I, do, I still don't think it's Chad Morris level. I don't consider this program to be a Chad Morris level. It, it's not an embarrassment to that level. The offense the game is worse, but yes, the team is probably better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't think it's just not as I'm not embarrassed for them, but it's certainly pretty horrific on offense. There's no question. That game was Chad Morris level. That offense was yeah. below Chad Morris level yeah. for sure, but yeah, the offense. Uh, well, you start getting into coaching and decision making and things like that, and that's when you start going, okay. Yeah. Jamie. Hey guys, it, it it's not Chad Morris level, and the reason is is because our defense way better. Mm-hmm. And the saddest thing about this, if if Pittman gets canned, we're going to lose the two best uh, defensive coaches we've had in years. Hmm. And that's the sad thing about it. But I, what I want to say is. Uh, what it looks like to me, it looks like our offense is running in molasses. Every play takes four seconds to develop. They all look like, I know they're not, but it, it appears that they're all smoking dope. I mean, uh, KJ just looked disinterested, eyes glazed over. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe instead of, you know, maybe instead of smoking marijuana, maybe, you know, go find a methamphetamine dealer. Wow. I mean, they, All right, they, Jamie. They, <laughs> Appreciate the call. I'm going to let it go on that one. Um, you guys hang on. Homer, Tommy, we'll get you guys out of the break. Clint Turner's got to push to 1045, so we'll take a couple more calls on the other side. We'll get some Southern Structural Solutions text line offering, 661-1037. Everybody wants to weigh in today. That's fine. we love to hear from you. And then we've also got uh, our Asher Record Live Fan Feedback open, too, through our Listen Live button. We'll be back in a moment, and we'll hear from some of the players coming up this hour as well. Your home for Dallas Cowboys football is 103.7 The Buzz. Presented by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. America's team on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. The Arkansas Razorbacks suffered their sixth straight loss in football on Saturday afternoon, and Sam Pittman and company had decided to make a change. The Razorbacks fired offensive coordinator Dan Enos on Sunday afternoon. This is on the heels of a 7-3 loss for the Razorbacks against Mississippi State. Wide receivers coach and former Ohio State quarterback Kenny Guyton will take over the play calling duties for the Razorbacks for the remainder of the season. Enos, who was hired in January, led a spiraling offense that averaged just 2.9 nine yards per play on Saturday, its worst performance since 2018. This was Eno's second stint at Arkansas. He was also the program's offensive coordinator and QB's coach from 2015 to 2017. The Razorbacks are now on a bye. They'll take on the Florida Gators in the swamp in two weeks. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. 
It's time for a Corky's Ribs and Barbecue customer review. Corky's, you've ruined all of the ribs for me. I took a bite and suddenly my taste buds threw a party. Now my friends want to come over for barbecue night, but only if Corky's is invited too. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue in Little Rock and North Little Rock. We're back here with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Lots of folks talking football, but we're talking great deals, Wild Bill. All of our customers are a winner right here at Motorsports Authority, folks. We're passing out the lowest prices possible for any vehicle that we got. We're passing out top dollars for the trades. We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. And I'll tell you what, folks, we're having a great time right here at Motorsports Authority. In Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central or online at msastore.com. Get here to Motorsports Authority. Go Hogs! Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like they're self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Marmel at their huge new showroom on Marmel Boulevard just off 430. You never know what's going to happen in the zone. The big wing and the tide are going down. Are you ready, Eddie, or not? Let's freaking go. Well, he's not the brightest tool in the shed. Or the sharpest. Let's see what the guys are up to today. Keep touch by me. There we go. Uh, it's 1037, 103.7, my favorite time of day. Bye, Chuck. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we'll take some more calls here in a second. This segment brought to you in part by our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. Head over there today. The Gregory Street X is still doing the trade in your phone for a little bit of a discount on your car. Older the phone, the better the deal. So pop out and see them right now. Still offering great deals on Equinox under 3% financing on the 24s and also awesome financing options on Silverado's. Great selection as well, and they have been looking for a while now, trying to add to their collection of pre-owned vehicles to give you better options, and they are doing a great job there. Under 300 bucks a pop on many of those as well. So, if you're looking for options, you know the place. It's Guadney Chevrolet. There's no other option from a dealership standpoint. There's only one spot, and it's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, Arkansas. They're online at GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can peruse all the vehicles there. Any great financing? Great selection. And if you're looking for a very affordable pre-owned. Oh, not to mention, no payments until next year. Hello. That's uh, Guadney Chevrolet. Let's run through uh, some calls here quickly. Again, we've got a little bit from the players I want to hit. We're going to go just a couple of minutes here, and then we've got to get Clint Sterner on the other side for the final segment of this hour. Hopefully Clint's got some answers for us. What's up, Homer? The only thing that Jad Morris was missing was John L. Smith is the O.C., Bring them back, put them in the right lane, and hit the emergency brake. Okie dokie. Thank you very much. Guy waited through the whole break for that. That was good stuff. Hey, Tommy. How's it going, man? Fine. How are hey, you? Uh, doing good, doing good. Hey, uh, just kind of a quick thought. Uh, what's Houston Nut doing right now? Chilling. Retired. Well, what about this? What if he came in in the OC spot? Mm. Running through next year, if it's still mm. crap, bump him on up to head coach. Oh boy! Okay, hey, gotta, we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have somebody in there that loves the program. And uh-huh. Houston is a motivator and absolutely loves Arkansas. I think Pittman loves Arkansas. I think there's bigger issues. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I don't I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. But do you not think somebody like Houston could 
helps no. the program a little bit. No, I, I want an elite offensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't think that's the answer, but I appreciate the call. And, yeah, I mean, if they needed an interim coach in a pinch, maybe he would be okay. I don't know that uh, – again, I just think you'd create – there's a there's too much of a negative there with a portion of the fan base. You're not going to help yourself there at all. I don't see the point there. That's a pretty far-fetched deal. Can't, can't go that route. I love Houston, though. Houston's my dude. And if your check ever hung it up and they needed an AD that loved the school, I mean, they could certainly do worse. Corey, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Okay. Hey, I ain't heard nobody talk about when uh, we intercepted the ball in the first quarter, drove it down to the goal line. KJ's rolling out to his right, guy wide open in front of him, and he throws it at the guy's feet. Hmm. I mean, if, if he's Enos didn't make that throw. Pittman didn't make that goof up. If he would have completed that pass, I believe the game would have been totally different. We literally just said that about 10 minutes ago. That was, yeah, well, that's when I said maybe it's time to replace KJ. Yeah. Well, you make a good point, though, Corey. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a wide-open pass. No one – I mean, I didn't hear you, Wes. I'm sorry, yeah. but – That's okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would have changed the dynamic of the game, I think, Corey, is the point. It would have gotten the crowd into it. They would have felt good about, you know, you get a turnover early and then you score off of it. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It would have changed the dynamic. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, more than anything, it gives the offense some uh, some confidence, and that's what they were sorely missing was some confidence. And when you go and settle for a field goal, it's almost like, here we go again. Anthony. I got it. Hey. So when it comes to, I guess, a head coaching hire, I don't really have a name. There's a few out there, but nothing that I would, you know, just be over the over the moon for. But I think that you're going to know at the end of the season if they let Sam go, if they're interested in winning and having a winning program as far as, you know, consistently having a chance to win eight to ten games a year by the amount of money they're willing to spend on a new head coach. And, you know, Sam is, he's making 6.2 or 6.3 a year. And if you line it up with what the other SEC coaches are making in the East and the West, we're pretty much getting what we pay for. You know, Lane is making nine at Ole Miss. He's had a couple 10-win seasons since he got hired. And he got hired the same year as Sam, obviously, because he interviewed for the Arkansas job, or at least was offered or was interested. So if we're willing to put $9 million for the head coach, I think that we're in a much better spot as a program now than when Sam was hired. And I think that that may tip the scales in our favor when it comes to a new head coach. Um, but that's been the problem is trying to get somebody that, you know, from a smaller school that's not proven at this level, somebody that hasn't been a head coach before or hasn't had enough experience at this level. And... Uh, you know, if Sam is retained, I expect him to go out and, and get a proven offensive coordinator with a system that works, that is, you know, proven over the years to to be on solid ground because they can't afford to miss with this hire, whether it's a head coach or an offensive coordinator. And if you guys right. will expound on that a little bit, just let me just yeah, let me no, hear I think what you're, you're, you're right, Anthony. I think, and it's hard. It's not an exact science in hiring coaches either. There's an art to that as well. Hunter Yurchek's done a hell of a job hiring coaches. I mean, all the programs are doing extremely well except for football. And so it's – I have confidence that he can hire a good coach if they decide to make a head coaching change. But they certainly cannot afford to miss. You're right. That's to me how Pittman is able to keep his job. If he brings a name to Yurchek, this is going to be my next OC. And Yurchek's like, oh dang, okay, I can see this work. That's it. That's the only way. Big O Tires right now. Uh, select deals for you. Go to the website bigotires.com/deals to see all the deals. They're giving you great value and savings on some name brand tires. They got all the name brand tires. Plus, they have the Big O Tire. Great selection of tires. Cabot and Conway. And remember, they do more than just tires. Big O Tires works on your vehicle. They can do alignment. They can do brakes. They can do oil changes. Mechanics are on hand right now to help you get your car back out on the road running as good as ever. It's Big O Tires and Conway. They're on Hark Rider and Cabot. It's Prospect Court. Big O Tires, the team we trust. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. 
a store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. Take your yard up to the next level with a Caddy's Touch landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. Caddy's Touch landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. Caddy's Touch landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. For the best in midday sports talk and entertainment, look no further than The Zone with Justin Ankrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide, gonna find you. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! Certainly didn't think we'd be talking about Dan Enos being canned, but we got plenty to get to with Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, welcome. How are you? Fellas, I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing well, man. I, I uh, I'm hanging in there. Game seven of this World Series here in Houston got me a little uh, got me a little bit nervous about my strolls and and uh, obviously a a rough weekend with my hogs, man. So uh, I'm doing all okay, okay, all things considered, man. So I'm trying I'm uh, I'm trying to hold it together here. Well, I would like to thank Sam Pittman for firing Dan Enos yesterday because that completely changed the dynamic of the show today because all day today we would have been hearing, I can't believe they're going to keep Dan Enos. What's wrong with this offense? Dan Enos is an idiot. Nobody said one bad thing about Dan Enos on the show today because he got fired. So we can move forward now. Kenny Guyton has either none or limited experience as a play caller. Is there a possibility things get worse on the offensive side of things, or do you think they can completely change their approach and have success even with a guy who doesn't have as much experience in that job as Enos? 
Well, look, I mean, it can always get worse, given given what we've seen um, with with this particular offense. It can always get worse. But but look, I, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in you're either coaching it or you're allowing it. And and with what we've watched, um, you know, it all came to a head obviously this weekend against Mississippi State. But what we've watched is is the inability to execute very very basic protection. Very, very base. I've been asking for the quick game. I mean, and I know everybody goes, everybody says, oh, that's simplistic and it's, it's elementary and what the hell is Sterner talking about? But you saw it this week. I mean, they can't even execute the quick game. They, they got receivers stacking up on top of each other on five-yard routes. And so that's why I go to the you're either coaching it or allowing it. There, there's an opportunity for Arkansas to get significantly better if Kenny Guyton and, and the crew, if they come together and go, okay, if we can just do the simple things, make sure that we're, our spacing is right. Not everything they do in the screen game or the RPO game, everything's slow developing. Eliminate all that from the game plan. KJ Jefferson is just—it's not his strength. It's not what he does well. Uh, eliminate the, the the stuff that just makes zero sense. Eliminate the unacceptable mistakes that they're making. The spacing stuff and the. The, you know, just the depth of routes and, and things that just continue to pop up, which, by the way, the, the broadcast crew did a tremendous job for all of us Arkansas fans laying out the, the simple things that just aren't done well with this offense. And so five things, uh, take take responsibility off of K.J. Jefferson, which there's a, there was a, uh, a, I guess, a, a higher amount in Danny Enos' offense, you know, do those things, and I, I think you get a much better product. Because I, I firmly believe, Justin, that this roster's not great. Look, this roster's not great by any stretch of the imagination. But this is not a two and five roster. It just, it's just not. I mean, it's offensively they're not as bad as, as what we've seen. And so you clean some things up, simplify some things, and I, I think you see a better product. So you're telling me they're not a two and six roster either. Two and six. Good, good call. <laughs> I hate to pile on. Uh, all I right, Clint. About that. I forgot about what happened this weekend. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's funny. We've all tried to block it out, but nobody can, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, obviously bye week. And, again, I mean, we always talk about does it come at a good time. I don't know that it could come at a better time if you're going to try to revamp your offensive approach, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think that was probably the, the the reason or the time of the timing of firing Dan Enos is it clearly there's two things. I mean, it, it, it was unacceptable the offense side of the football what we were watching from coaching to scheme to execution, right? So a change yeah. had to be made, obviously. And then you look at Sam Pittman, and Sam Pittman is, is in save my job mode. I mean, at, at, you make a move like this, then at the end and you improve. Um, and at the end of the year, you can go to uh, the powers that be and say, hey, look, man, I just made a bad hire. It was mm-hmm. as simple as that. I made a bad hire in Dan Enos, and everybody can look at it and say, okay, well, maybe maybe you get another shot, you know? And so it, it just it makes sense to make that move at this point in time, given it's the bye week, and, and now you give yourself two weeks to not implement a new offense. You're not installing a new offense, but you're you're spending time getting the message across to KJ and everybody else, here's here's what we're going to do moving forward. Um, I believe, again, it should be simplify things, uh, perfect things, and, and get – because your defense – look, your defense is good enough to give you a chance to win out and, and, and go to a bowl game. They really are. Yep. I mean, they're, they're good enough to do that. Um, now, if, you de- if your offense doesn't consistently shoot itself in the foot, then, then you've got a shot. Now, Sam Pittman's got to be better as well. Um the, the, the debacle in the third quarter with the field goal situation is unacceptable. Um, you know, that, that's a field goal 10 out of 10 times. 7-3 ball game, your defense is playing lights out, your offense sucks. Um, you know, you make that a, a, a one-point a one point ball game and you give your team a chance. If, if anything, you call a timeout and you regroup on the sideline and you give your, your field goal uh, team a shot. Uh, the last thing you do is take the penalty and punt in that situation. So Sam's got to be better as well. Yeah, I think the conversation went something like this. Dan, listen, sit down and have a conversation. I got bad news, and I got good news. Good news is you get get this week off. Bad news is you get all the rest of the weeks off, too. Uh, anyway, we'll see what... Off, right? But you're right, and the thing that sucks, I hate this, Clint, is that nobody's talking about the defense, and that's understandable. I get it because Arkansas keeps losing. 
but it is going to be completely lost. And we, I, I said this three weeks ago. I said, how often have you heard Travis Williams' name? Almost not at all, because they're doing a badass job. It's just like an offensive lineman. When he's doing a great job of holding people out, nobody talks about him. But when they're getting up sacks and they can't run the ball, that's all you hear about. It's the same situation, yeah. and it's, I hate it for him because it is going to be lost on this season is the fact that they've done a phenomenal job rebuilding that defense from the utter depths of despair from last year. So it is, it's pretty remarkable uh, what they've done on there, but nobody's going to care. Crazy thing, Justin, the crazy thing, Justin, is that you – I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's so hard as a Razorback fan right now to stomach this because the SEC is down. The West Hampshire is down, right? And, and you, as, an, as a program – to your point, you've got a defense that just, let's be honest, man. I mean, Arkansas, over the last, hell, since I was there, we had a good defense. I think Kenny Hamlin and them boys had a pretty good defense. Um, you, you know, there's been a handful of years where, well, you had a defense that could ultimately win ball games for you, be the reason that you win ball games. And so not only are you wasting a down year in the SEC, you're wasting a year where, well, one side of the ball is playing well enough for you to beat anybody in the damn in, in the in the West for sure, and and you're wasting it because your offense is just as bad as as I mean we may have ever seen in in at Arkansas at least I say ever that's a long time I know some of my old heads will go way back but I, I don't remember Justin I don't remember a, a team really maybe the Chad Morris year but I don't remember a team where I, I went out there and I thought we just don't have a chance in hell. We, yeah. we, don't, we don't have – it don't matter It don't matter if it's Mississippi State and they're missing their starting quarterback and their backup looks like he hadn't, he hadn't been in college very – I mean, it's just like – it just – as a fan, I look at it and I go, man, we don't we, – with this offense, we don't have a damn chance. Yeah. We, not a, it don't matter who the opponent is. We don't have yeah, a chance. He, if you um, stuck him in Iowa so, Hawkeye uniforms, I'm not sure you could tell him apart. Let's, uh, let's move on quickly. we only got a couple minutes left here. Let's talk, let's talk some baseball. You got confidence tonight in this team, the Astros winning at home? Oh, man, confident. Um, yeah, I mean, just because they've been to seven straight ALCSs and, and I don't believe they're going to flinch. Um, but I tell you, I'm not, as, I'm not as confident as I was last time I spoke to you guys, man. I, I, um, what, what scares me the most is that, that last flutter by the Rangers last night. That could be that lineup that, that really had been, with, with the exception of, of just a couple of bombs here or there and, and a couple of spurts here or there over, over five, the previous five ball games. They really had been shut down. If, if you look back at how they scored their runs when they did score, that flutter last night is what scares me the most about the Rangers. Is they're a lot like the Astros, boy. They can, they can light the damn scoreboard up in a hurry um, if if you allow them to. So I'm a little nervous tonight, Wes, because because that flurry may have been the tip of the iceberg of the Rangers getting hot at the right time. Okay, we're up against it, Clint. I appreciate the time, and we will look forward to talking to you on Friday. Maybe we'll have a better feel for. Uh where Arkansas is headed. I'm sure we're going to get some comments, obviously, from Coach Pittman today and then again on Wednesday on the teleconference. So see what his thoughts are on all that, and hopefully he's uh, feeling optimistic by the time Florida week rolls around. But, uh, Clint, thank you. Good luck to your Astros tonight. Uh, Wes, good luck to your Rangers tonight. Christian, good luck to your Astros tonight. Thank you. Very nice. I can't believe you guys have not made a wager on this game or this series. I have nothing left to give. Well, hopefully the Astros can win because we could all use a pay me up. I got to watch. What'd you just say? Hopefully the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hopefully for you the Rangers win. I mean, you, you need your team to win. I mean, you need something positive. Friday was miserable. Friday night was miserable. Yeah. Borland the ninth inning lead. Yeah. The series should be over. Blew it. That's what. I've 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 become a guy who has to watch Chicago Bears games with Chicago Bears fans to find any happiness. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no 